it's my pleasure to uh, uh, introduce a young couple, young YWAM couple, couple, Jose and Marissa, if you'll start making your way up here. They are headed out of, they're headed out of town here shortly on a missions trip. And I'm going to let them uh, tell, tell you a little bit about what's going on and where they're going, and then we're going to pray for them. Good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, here in, on December 31st, Marissa and I are going to be flying out with our two kids and a team of 11 other uh, people, and we're going to be going to North Africa, and we're going to be there for seven weeks, um, and the thing about this place that there are a lot of refugees from Syria and Sudan, and so a lot of our ministry is going to be um, building relationship with Syrians and Sudanese refugees. We'll be doing a lot of house visits. We'll be doing a lot of, of like, going to different centers where uh, they're at. And honestly, the majority of our time is going to be building relationships so that we can share stories with them, so that we can share the gospel with them. Um, they are going to be predominantly Muslim, so it's going to be a lot of intentionality on our part uh, to open the door to friendship and relationships so that we can have these conversations. And, and just one of the things I think I wanted to share, maybe it's more encouragement for you guys, is that um, God is moving in the Muslim world, and he really, it, like there are a lot of crazy testimonies, but I think it's, it's, it just requires a different strategy. And so one of the ways that you guys can be praying for us and our team is just that we wouldn't back down and that, and that we would, um, you know, open up conversations that we would just like not be afraid of what kind of questions we're going to be asked, but really uh, pursue people because they are loved by God and because that they are worthy of us being there and, you know, sharing things. And um, yeah, just wanted to also ask for prayer on our team. One of the things that we've really felt as we've been meeting together is that there, uh, we're going to uh, experience a lot of spiritual warfare in the area of sickness. We've already seen it happen. There's already quite a bit of our team that is, uh, that is sick. And so if, if you think about us during our time there, would you just pray against any sickness? Um, and, and like we would even say specifically for our kids. Um, they're notoriously good at getting sick. And this is one of the things that we don't want to have to like miss out on anything ministry-wise. Um, and yeah, we really wanted to thank you guys. And you know, like the Harvest Project is, is, is something that has really helped us to be able to do things like this. And this trip would not be possible without you guys praying and being so generous. And so just thank you guys again for everything. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, we just, uh, we're, so, we're so blessed, dear God, that we get to be a part, dear Father, of the, this couple, this family, dear God, that's, that uh, we get to help send out, dear Father. We're so, we're so excited, dear Father, what you want to do, Lord, is a voice in the wilderness, dear God, as Jose and Marissa and this family, Lord, just the presence of this family in this country, dear Father, will, will make an impact wherever their feet will tread, dear God. Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you will do the God things even ahead of time. You will set up appointments and dreams, dear God, where where men and women will see Jose and Marissa, dear God, and when they, when they see them, they will ask. They will know. They will be a part of, dear God, something greater. Father, speak in ways, dear God, that only you can speak, dear God, through this couple, 
through the signs and wonders, dear God, for what this team is going to do, dear Father. And may this team have such impact, dear Father, that this country, dear God, will never be the same again, dear God. These men and women's lives will never be the same, oh God. Give them a boldness, dear God. Give them a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. And God, as we, we know, dear God, that uh, when Jesus came, the Holy Spirit filled them up, Lord. So, so they're leaving here on victory. And God, we ask you, Lord, to take them to the next victory. And that's by the overflowing of the Holy Spirit that you may dump into them from this moment forward, dear God, as they travel, as they go. We pray for divine health, dear God. We pray for divine travel, dear God. We find for God's favor upon them, dear Lord, and where their feet will tread. We, when they open their mouths, dear God, may they not even recognize the words, dear God, because they will be the words of the, of the living God that will go out and change, dear God. Father, we thank you for this couple. We thank you for their courage and everything they do. In your holy name we pray, amen. So without a lot of further ado here, because time goes so quick, uh, this morning we have a treat. We have one of my one of my one of my favorite sisters, <laughs> uh, Miss Jen uh, Dupin's going to come up. She's going to give us yeah. a message from the Lord, and uh, uh, we're just so thankful and uh, so pleased Thanks. to have you with us this morning, Jen. Thank you. Bert's one of my favorites too. Just saying. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, my name's Jen, for those who don't know me. Um, it was after the Thanksgiving, um, after the Thanksgiving when everybody shared, uh, Pastor Jeff asked me afterwards if I would actually be open and willing to share a little bit longer message based on what was shared that, that day. And so, um, and so it's something that has been on my heart anyway, so... I said, absolutely. But before I start, I would like to pray. I'd like to pray that, um, because it doesn't really matter what I have to say, it, that none of that matters. Um, but I really want for God to speak something through, if he can use me and speak through to all of us, um, just as we get ready for Christmas. So if we can pray. Lord, um, God, I am humbled to be up here and saying anything, and I ask that you would continue to help all of our hearts and our minds to be open to everything you want us to receive from you, that, Lord, you would speak to us, that you would continue to help us to deepen in our walk and in our relationship with you, that you would continue to help us to um, understand the deeper things of you, and that, Lord, you would help us to connect, connect with you, connect with others well, and that, God, you would continue to meet us in the places that are hard or need healing. And, Lord, we're just grateful for the opportunity to gather here today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so... Um, names of God are something that I really enjoy studying. I, I enjoy looking at the names of God, studying the names of God. And one of the things about studying the names of God that um, I really came to look at studying the names of God a little differently um, was to picture each name of God was a way that God met a broken world. So like we each have brokenness. There's things that are broken in the world, right? And so in the places where there is brokenness, um, each name of God is one way he meets whatever that brokenness is, right? So like if, I, if there's someone who's sick and they need healing, one of the names of God is Jehovah Rapha, God is healer, right? And so if um, you have issues where maybe a father abandoned you or you had issues with your dad, then one of the names of God is Abba, Father. He shows this is what a dad is supposed to look like, right? And so 
there are all these, it's a, and it's awesome. Just, just studying the names of God can be super healing um, if you take the time to really look at those and look at what are the ways that God can speak to us through just his names. My favorite name of God is Emmanuel. Favorite name of all the names of God is Emmanuel, God with us. And so at Christmas time, you'll hear, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And it is one of my two favorite Christmas songs. So O Holy Night and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel are my two favorites. And so you have, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. So that's from Isaiah 7, 14. So in the Old Testament, God is saying there is a Messiah is coming. And when you listen to the lyrics of the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, it talks about Israel. Israel is broken. Israel has need. And the truth is the whole world had great need. And we know this. Like as Christians, we know that there's great need, that there is sin. And he says, I'm going to send my son. And my son is going to come and he's going to be with you. And what I want to focus on is that word with. So the word with deeply ingrained within us as human beings is a need to be with other people, to be, to be with, like just with. And so for those who, for me, I've always struggled with loneliness. That's just something from the time I was a child. I felt displaced. I felt alone. Things that happened in my own childhood, things that, between bullying and just things that happened. Um, always struggled with feeling alone and that, and that sense of loneliness. And when I look at human beings and you look at the studies, in particular the psychological studies that have been done on connectedness, that it seems to be designed within us this innate need to be known, this innate need to be loved, to be connected, to be close. It's just built within us that we have this, this need to be connected. And so I want to read just one of the studies recently. It was a psychology study. And they talk about how pre-pandemic, we already had a loneliness issue. We already had a connectedness issue. We already had issues prior to the pandemic. Um, but there over 56% of people had reported feeling lonely or like alone at, at some point or struggled with that feeling of feeling lonely. And what's hard is that we can look around and we can it can look like everybody's kind of got it together, but really not so much. And then post-pandemic, the numbers are just off the charts. Um, it's just crazy. And I deal with kids. I work with kids all the time. And, and we are seeing, and Christina's here. She's one of the instructors with me. And we are seeing this increase of disconnect and where these kids are struggling to connect and as I talked with even adults, this, this difficulty of connection. And God put that in us. He's, he wants us to connect with him and connect with other people. And so one of the things that can happen that when I'm looking at what creates that disconnect, and over the pandemic, there were a lot of things that created that disconnect. People argued, I mean, you could name it and people were going to argue about it, right? You could get online and people were going to be arguing about it. And it got to that place where you sort of felt like there was a defensive posture about literally anything and everything, right? And we sort of get into this position. And for me, I'm a, I'm a people person. I love people. And I, it's like, I, I want to be friends with all the people. And during the pandemic, um, the amount of anger and division, the amount of grief that I had 
over people who I loved dearly on different sides of things and watching the arguments and getting on social media and seeing what people were saying and posting and the sarcasm and the, I felt myself withdrawal. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I felt myself emotionally pull away from people because I was, I was, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't watch everybody argue anymore. And I felt myself intentionally disconnect. And that, that's not healthy, but I did. I felt myself intentionally disconnect from people. And in a lot of ways, I could feel myself further from God. And I was like, Lord, I know it's not you, and I know this isn't you, so I'm trying really hard to press into you. But I could feel myself disconnecting. And I don't know if any of that resonates with anybody. But it is that... that Disconnection, And I said during the Thanksgiving, I, I work in the sound booth, so you'll see me up in the tech booth a lot of times. That became kind of a weird safe space because I'm like, I'm up here and everyone is down there. <laughs> and it became this place where I don't have to engage with people. I don't have to deal with people. I don't have to talk to people. That's not a healthy mindset, but that's where I was because the truth was I knew that, that there was so much. Everybody was in pain. And the reality was there was a lot of pain there was a lot of things that were happening, and um, whether it was fear in one way or another, and there were fear, there was fear happening on both in a lot of ways. There were there was anger there that everybody had pain in some way, shape, or form, and that took a lot of different took a lot of different um, faces. It looked different for a lot of different people. And so for me, when I, I have dealt with a lot of pain, I've battled depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive, I've, I've battled a lot of things in my life. One of the things, the verses that has given me, I'm going to go ahead and, um, the verses that gave me help in every season, and in particular during COVID, and when I have struggled with loneliness or when I've struggled with anything, is this verse, the Hebrews 4.14, it says, for we do not have a high priest who's unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who's been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin, Hebrews 4.14. I love this verse. Um, I love this because when God says he's going to be with us, when he says, I'm coming to be with you in the form of Jesus, I come as a baby, he didn't come to say, I'm going to be lofty and far away. He said, I'm going to come down here and I'm actually going to, I'm going to physically live it. I'm going to walk it. I'm going to walk everything that you walk. I'm going to feel what you feel. I'm going to emotionally go through what you go through. And so for me, what has been a huge help to me, and it is what has helped me in some of my darkest times, or whenever I am going through whatever it is, I can literally picture myself going, Jesus, did you ever feel, and I'll find, figure out what that emotion is. God, have you ever felt betrayed? <laughs> yes. And not just by one person, but by humanity, the collective humanity I have felt betrayed. Have you ever felt lonely? Yeah. You mean when all my friends bailed on me? Yeah, I have. Have you ever felt physical pain? Yeah, I have felt physical pain. Have you ever lost somebody dear to you? Yeah. Yeah, I lost my son. God says I lost my kid. Every pain, I see it. And I know it intimately. I'm not a God who lives out there 
not a God who's far away. I'm a God who crawls in the pain. I'm a God who crawls in it. And I sit with you in it. I don't do pain from a distance. And I don't ask you to polish yourself up. I will literally, I have experienced it and walked it. And so for me, when I have walked through my darkest and most painful, this verse has given me help and has given me hope. We serve a God who knows and understands every weakness, every pain, every challenge, everything. And he understands it so much more deeply than we can begin to put our head around. And that's, that's, that helps me. I remember when I was in my darkest season ever, and my kids were five and, four and five or five and six, and they were playing basketball. And it was at Southeast, and on the gym it says, Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. And in that moment I was angry because I was mad at God, if I'm honest, because of things that had happened. And I was like, you could have written a different story. You could have made this different, and you didn't. And I was mad. That's, that's how I felt. And I love God so much because he didn't chastise me. In fact, he gave me the rest of that verse later because that verse, Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith, he gave me the rest of that verse later. Um, oh, this is, uh, he gave, I'm going to skip ahead and I'm going to come back to this. The rest of that verse is, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He was like, no, there's something on the other side. you got to keep pressing. And so right now, this is where you are, but here's where you're going. And I need you, I need you, to, I need you to adjust your focus. So last weekend, we were not here. My, my son, Nate, and I, we weren't here. He competes on a, in a Bible Bowl tournament um, and it was nationals at Western Kentucky Un- uh, University. And so his team came in fourth. Nice job, Nate. Um, so he, he competes in a Bible Bowl tournament. They memorize sections of scripture. It is absolutely unreal, the amount of scripture that they memorize. And they ask, does anybody want to do a devotional? Is anybody willing to do a devotional? And proud mom moment, Nate's like, I'll do one. And so my kid is up sharing. And as he's sharing, because it, he pulled the devotional from the text, this was what he found, and this is what he gave a devotional on. And I'm watching my kid, and I'm going, oh, yes, okay, my kid is getting this. But it's, it's from Genesis, where Hagar is with Abraham and Sarah, and she is pregnant, and she gives birth to Ishmael. And then Sarah gives birth to Isaac, and Sarah basically boots Hagar and Ishmael, and they're going out, and they're in the wilderness and she's like, we're going to die. Like, this is, this is like life circumstances, like not awesome. And so Hagar has this encounter with God. And as she has this encounter with God, God says, I've got you. I've got your kid. Like, I've, I, I've got this. And, and she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me and that he sees. And I'm listening to Nate, and Nate is talking about this, and there were some things that Nate said within his devotional that I was like, oh, that's good. Um, which is really cool when your kid, when that, your kid is the one doing that. 
but that, we're all, that we all have our own version of wilderness. Like, we each have our own wildernesses, right? So we each have our things that we walk in, that we walk through. Some of our wildernesses, can we be honest, we create ourselves. Like, can we, like the Israelites, they griped, they complained, they made their wilderness, right? There are some wildernesses that we did it. Can I tell you, God is even with you in the ones you made. <laughs> even the ones you did. <laughs> He's still there. There are some wildernesses that we did not. It is not our fault. You've got Joseph who was thrown in the pit. Then he was thrown into slavery. He was thrown into jail. Things that were not our fault. It was not Jesus' fault, right? There are wildernesses. There are places that are hard that it wasn't our doing. But he is there and that he is with us within those seasons. What I find at Christmas and what I wanted to talk about in particular was that at Christmas, I feel like it can be particularly challenging because you've got all the Hallmark movies and you see all the families and they're doing all the things and all the activities and all the Facebook posts and all the, ah, because nobody's posting their depressing stuff, right? Nobody is posting that. They're posting all the really cool stuff, the really fun stuff, right? And so you see everybody else is living the Hallmark movie and you're like, isn't that good for you? That's nice, right? And you're like, meanwhile, I'm over here struggling with fill in the blank. And I think the reality is, is that we each have our own things that we're walking and that we're struggling through, but we don't necessarily see that other people have their, uh, their version, their version of what wilderness is. And so we have this misconception that, well, they're getting, the, what, what, and we can end up in that space. And I know for me, I ended up there in that space. I'm like, it, that looks like promised land because it looks like a Hallmark movie, and that looks like, no, nobody's, nobody's, walking, nobody's walking a perfect anything. We all have something happening. And what I love is that the wilderness is never our permanent home, ever. It is never the promised land. And that here on this side, there is something within earth. If you're breathing, on, if you're here... <laughs> This is not it. This is not home. This is not it. And that we have that hope that this is not our permanent home. And that is the, the joy set before him. When you look at Jesus, when I went through my darkest time and I was feeling lonely, rejected, I was angry. I was, and one of the prayers I prayed was, Lord, have you ever felt the rejection, felt betrayed, felt? And I started to really put myself in that mindset of what did you feel like? And when you come to this realization that you didn't have to do this, like you didn't have to, you didn't have to be here. You didn't have to save us. And as a person, collective humanity, we've all rejected him somewhere. We've all fallen short somewhere. I look at him now and go, how did you not... Literally, how did you not flick the earth and go, I'm done? Because I would have. Like, me and my humanness, I'd have been out. I would have been, like, tapping out now because this isn't worth it. There's too much pain involved. And so how did, you, how did you do it? This is how he did it. The joy set before him. There was something that he focused on. Because if we stop this here, this is depressing, right? No. We have to set our vision further out. You have to set, we all have to set our vision further out. And that's not possible in the natural. We can't set our vision further out in the natural. That has to be something of the spirit. That has to be something that he develops within us. That I am looking 
past today's trial. I'm looking past whatever the situation is, and I'm looking at eternity. And I have to be looking at eternity, and I have to be believing that, Lord, whatever this is that I'm walking through today, whatever the wilderness, whatever the trial, whatever the challenge, I have to believe that eternity is going to be something that I can't even begin to wrap my head around. I, I can't. I cannot wrap my head around the joy. I can't, and Paul talks about, he says, I consider the trials temporary. Basically, our temporary trials, they're like nothing in comparison. And I don't know about you guys, but there are some trials that sure don't feel like nothing. Right? But he says, in comparison with the glory that's coming, in comparison, and I have to keep my eyes there. Because if I look here and I keep my vision shallow, it's going to take me out. I have to focus here. I have to. And that's what honestly is the only thing that could get me through some of the darkest parts. So we can endure great suffering. We can endure great trial. But I really only believe that that's possible when we fully understand and we fully believe that there is an eternity. And when we fully understand and we fully believe that he is walking with us. So I, I, Hallmark movies, they're okay, they're good, you know, kind of very predictable. You watch it and you're like, yeah, she's going to end up with him and gonna, there's going to be a forest or trees involved and it's going to be, you know, whatever. There was um, this girl, she was on YouTube and she, she is in her, she's in the middle of trees and she goes, I'm from the big city, I have a corporate job, I came out here to Vermont, I'm looking for the guy. Hallmark lied. Like, like she ha she's like, they lied. He's not here. <laughs> like, they lied. <laughs> okay, Hallmark movies are an illusion, but we live in a culture that feeds us that, not just with the Hallmark movies, but it feeds us that on social media. It feeds us so many illusions. And when I talked about the names of God are the ways that God meets a broken world, and we think about Christmas, and, you, and we see all the decorations and the lights, and let's enjoy all the parties and all the fun parts. Enjoy those and enjoy family and friends. But the bigger part of Christmas, if we think about the name Emmanuel, God, that he is with us, if the deeper meaning of Christmas is that God is a God who meets broken, he's a God who meets broken. He's a God who sits in broken. He's a God who comes and he actually understands how to be with and that even when my connections with people are not the best or not the greatest or I'm feeling distant from people I'm like Lord I need you to help me to connect and then I need you to show me how to connect because I do believe he calls us to connect with people but I need you to show me how to do that and to do that well um, that that's the bigger meaning the bigger meaning of Christmas is that he's with he's with even in the hard and so, um, so I want to pray for you guys because I'm, I'm, we can take comfort that we are never alone and that we have a God who desires to be with us. Um, so I want to pray for you guys, and that's, that's all I have. So, um, Father God, I thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you for our opportunity to be together. I ask that you would continue to minister to each one of us as we go into this Christmas season. Lord, we thank you for the celebrations. We thank you for the fellowship. We thank you for the friends and family. We thank you for all of those things that are good and wonderful. Lord, we also thank you that you're a God who's with us in the parts that don't 
that don't live up to the Hallmark movie, the parts that are hard, the parts that can be difficult in this season. Thank you that the bigger meaning of Christmas is that you are a God who's with us in no matter what we walk through. Lord, help us set our eyes. Help our eyes to be set on eternity and to be set on those things that are of you. Help us to reframe our vision where, um, where it can be difficult and where we can get nearsighted. Help us to see further out. God, help us to turn all pain over to you and to allow you to move and work in those areas. And God, help us with our connections. Help us with our connections with you and our connections with other people. And Lord, I just pray for blessing over every person who's here today, every person who's listening. And Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.